Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hey, what's going on? It's Metal Shop uh, here at home uh, talking with Steve Blanco right now from Imperial Triumphant. Killer new album, Alphaville, released last week on Century Media, their first album on Century Media. Certainly not their first album, though. They've been hard at work. They've actually been through Seattle on tour at the High Line a couple years back. Um, But, uh, man, first off, congratulations on the new record. Thank you very much. You're welcome, man. How how are you doing right now? Like, uh, weird, unprecedented times. Um, how have you been staying busy, staying sane during the pandemic and all that? Yeah, well, I mean, keeping busy is definitely a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's probably a good thing for all of us to try to do during this kind of thing. Yeah. But, but uh, I was actually uh, not in town. I split right before the lockdown happened here in New York. Okay. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I went down to hang out at my mom's house. And so I've actually just been back here just under just about three weeks now. Where, and, uh, where, where were you down, uh, down I, south? I was actually, I was actually in Sarasota on the Gulf coast in Florida. Yeah. Okay. Was that, was that nice to be able to get away from? Cause like, I mean, obviously Seattle was, was, hit pretty hard, but New York city was like the epicenter at the beginning. That must've been nice to kind of get away from that and to, you know, have a little bit more space down in Florida. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I was, uh, I I won't make a, tell you a long story, but I I was just, I was chatting with a friend of mine in Torino and he was kind of like telling me what was going on uh, because it was happening over there earlier than here. Yeah. And he was telling me about the lockdown that they did in Torino in his city. And I, and I just thought, uh, they're probably going to do the same thing here in New York. I, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I just wanted to have a little bit more, uh, personal Liberty. So, you know, being down there, it's a little more spacious and it's, you can, you can be a little, a little freer, you know? Absolutely, man. And you, you, uh, now you're back in New York city. Are you in uh, Brooklyn? Is that right? I'm actually in Queens. Okay. All right. So did you grow up in the, in the New York area? I did. Cool, man. So let's talk, talk a little bit about that. If you don't mind, like what, uh, what's, what's, uh, what was that like growing up in New York city? As far as like, you know, your inspirations for like music and stuff, were you at an early age, were you kind of, um, shown, shown the ropes in like punk, hardcore metal underground music? 
Well, yeah, I mean, uh, of course, one of the cool things about growing up in a place like New York is that every kind of music and every artist at least comes through here. Yeah. You know? So, so you have a lot of opportunity when you're young to just go to shows and, you know, you discover some band that's not super famous and then you have a good chance that you'll be able to catch them live here. Totally. Know? Yeah. So, so of course that's very cool. And then, uh, the intensity of the scene, uh, you know, I've played a lot of jazz, uh, over the years too here and yeah. then, you know, that, that, that scene is pretty intense here and yeah, I mean, something cool in that aspect to get exposure to a lot of different kinds of music. Nice, man. I would imagine, and, and it's not like Seattle's, you know, any slouch or anything, but I'd imagine growing up in New York City, just having the, the city at your fingertips has got to be a pretty cool experience. Um, so, obviously, you know, I, I'm someone who pays a lot of attention to, you know, music reviews, music, stuff like that, because, you know, I'm on the media side of things. Um, as uh, you guys have gotten a ton of good feedback, I'm going to wait for that just a second. That's, that's, that's New York, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, you know, uh, like I said, I pay a lot of attention to like reviews and and what's new and and all that stuff and feedback, um, because I'm on the media side of things, you being an artist, um, you guys have gotten a ton of good feedback is how, how much attention do you pay to that? And, uh, you know, is it something that you try to keep away from or do you, do you see all of it and, and take it in? Um, what, what's your feelings on like, you know, reviews and whatnot? I think the three of us sort of have different levels or thresholds for taking all that stuff in, you mm-hmm. know, but, but we generally pay attention. Um, yeah. I, I try to, you know, stay up to date with, you know, the reception of the album and like what fans are, are thinking or things that they're saying. Um, but it doesn't really affect the creative process or you know what we're doing yeah in that sense you know it's it's uh but it, but but the reception for Alphaville has been so strong mm-hmm. that it's definitely been pretty fun you know to check out the feedback you know on a, a lot of pop a lot of positive feedback absolutely man a ton of positive feedback you guys have gotten just like rave reviews you guys were the cover of decibel magazine which i mean that's pretty huge for an underground metal band especially like kind of a a left of center odd metal band i'd say like uh, (laughs) like, you're not like uh you know a four on the floor kind of you know groove metal band you guys are pretty out there which is rad um but yeah um on a normal timeline, you know, I'm I'm imagining that you would be using this momentum and going on tour, probably be over in Europe for the summer doing a bunch of festivals. Um, not being able to do that, how are you able to like capitalize on the record? Are you just doing a lot more press? Um, do you you guys doing streams or like how are you guys um, kind of navigating the new way of promoting your your albums? Well. Um we've actually just been working our asses off behind the scenes, regardless of the situation, you know, like okay. we, we, we pumped out three videos for three, uh, song releases. That's awesome. And delivered them to century media, even though they weren't originally as planned, you know, like we had one that was this really cool animation and then a mm-hmm. couple other ones, uh, that were found footage, you know, like archival footage and stuff put together. And so, you know, doing that to keep the, 
to keep delivering the product, so to speak, you know. Uh, we've been handling tons of interviews and all the press stuff, doing that. We've been planning things for future. Right now, we actually just wrapped shooting uh, an official music video that got postponed that we were supposed to shoot right like the day of that the lockdown happened, actually. Oh, okay. Wow. So, so we have that going on. We've been, uh, you know, getting ideas together for new material. You know, we're constantly in, in contact with each other uh, during during the lockdown. And yeah, just you know, just keeping the business side of things moving. You know, oh, because yeah. we obviously because we can't tour. We, we were actually supposed to be in Europe right now. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to be. You know, we we're supposed to be on like a four or five week tour in Europe right now. And that got, you know, that got canned. So that that's, you know, the live music thing is a huge drag, you know, yeah. no matter what, what's going on. That's just a big bummer. But we can only, you know, control so much, you know, and, and it's good that you guys are, are, are you know, kind of being the like masters of the domain that you can control. Obviously, you know, we're out of control, uh, out of a lot of that stuff's out of our hands, so it's it's good that you guys are doing your um, thing and and you know, like I said, kind of just mastering what you can control, which is is awesome. Yeah, exactly. You just got to navigate this thing as as best you can, you know. And and we do have some cool stuff planned, so there, you know, there there are things in the works. Well, we will definitely stay uh, updated with that and, and follow along with Imperial Triumph. And just got a few more uh, questions for you guys. Uh, for you guys, um, so. In my opinion, you guys are pretty hard to pinpoint. You can't, uh, you can't really, you know, classify you guys as something. You guys have often been called avant-garde metal, um, whether or not you know you would agree with that or whatever. But going into the writing of the record, uh, is that some? Are you guys kind of just always trying to bring new stuff in? Uh, are you guys trying to push things forward? And like, how do you go about like? trying to keep things fresh and exciting or do you guys just kind of give yourself free reign to do whatever you want uh, i would say it's a little bit of both you know we, we definitely like to keep keep a real open playing field as far as the creative process goes because we're influenced by so much different kinds of music and yeah. dif- different art you know like we're very influenced by by great cinema and you know all, all kinds of creative mm-hmm. things so you know usually we just um don't necessarily want to try too hard to make something a specific way for the sake of trying to be different but rather just let things you know breathe and happen naturally and organically that 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 are just based on the the influences from the three of us and uh you know all the music we like and the way we play together too and that's been evolving too and that's a big part of that's a big part of how the out the, like Alphaville is, uh, you know, different from Bio Luxury, you know. Yeah. So, you know, you could look at Bio Luxury sort of like as a, it was like a springboard for them what happened with Alphaville, but that's all part of us touring a ton together mm-hmm. and playing a lot and you know just getting tighter as a trio, like as friends and as musicians, you know. So all that stuff together, man. Is, I think. I think that's that's a, a big way that we approach it, you know. 
Well, you guys leveled up, certainly. You know, you, you, you leveled up as far as musicianship and, and playing together, and then you leveled up as far as, like, re outreach with the with the band, uh, with the label that you're on now, Century Media, able to get that in a lot more people's uh, eardrums, and uh, it, it's rad. So I'm, I'm stoked that you guys kind of leveled up in all different ways, um, perfect uh, to do at, at that time. Um, now, I, I had a question about... Um, so... You know, I, I I think that it's hard to stay inspired when it, a lot of days just kind of blend together. That me personally, like I kind of just I get into a kind of you know just ho hum. It's hard to stay inspired, right? So if you're having one of those days or one of those weeks, um, I was curious, what's like an album that you can reach at reach to, uh, you know, and just listen to? Is there any albums that kind of just get you going um, as far as like artistically and inspire you? You know, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more, man. I mean, it, it is definitely hard to like, you know, to keep the inspiration rolling through, through a global disruption, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, for me, it's not, it's not even, I go through phases, like musical phases where I'll just be like, you know, I'll just crush like cannibal corpse records for like two months straight, you yeah. know? Yeah. Or, I might just get into some, you know, some old jazz records, like a, like Miles Davis, Nefertiti. I might just get into that for a while. Or I, there's some music going on right behind me right now, actually, just driving by. You know? Okay, yeah. Uh, no, but but you know, there it's it's for, it's usually usually different phases that I get into. I, and and the, the truth is, I haven't been listening to that much music during this thing. You no, know, okay. I've just been working more. All right. Fair enough, man. Yeah. So, you know, it's just different cycles. So you mentioned jazz and you guys obviously have a lot of jazz elements in your, in your band and, and, um, we're a metal show. So I'm, I'm, you know, very, I'm not, I'm not afraid to say I don't have that much jazz in my collection. I have some, but speaking to sure. a speaking to a metalhead that's ignorant on this and speaking to a metalhead audience that might not be exposed to much jazz but i know that there's a world of music out there that i would love to know where to start at what's a what's a record or a couple records that you think um you know a metal audience would just like love well i think uh, a couple good records to, to start off with uh, is actually one of the band's personal favorites his album called money jungle which is a features Duke Ellington, Charles Mingus, and Max Roach. So it's a, like a trio. That's a trio of leaders. It's a stellar album. I I don't. I think it was recorded. I want to say in 1960. I think I can't remember the year offhand. Okay, that's a great album. And then maybe something a little bit. You get like uh, in the, into the 70s going where, you know, the genre mixing and melding started happening with like something like Miles Davis's Bitches Brew, which mm -hmm. is a pretty famous record, you know. Uh, I think those those are two great starting points. Obviously, it's a huge world yeah. of music. It's a huge world of music, you know, and and. Uh, if so, if someone is so inclined to get bitten by the jazz bug and go down that rabbit hole, they're going to be in there for a while. <laughs> nice, dude. Well, that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's it's nice to kind of you know tip tiptoe into a little uh, genre and then just be blown away. 
um, you know, I did that first when I was originally into a punk punk rock and hardcore music when I was a kid, and then I got into more like metal. And it's cool to to just have this world of of music to jump into, and then and and now you know, there's such vast resources for being able to just find music, and we have so much music just at our fingertips, which is kind of overwhelming at times. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's like kind of it's kind of good and bad, right? You know. There was something there was something to be said about having like 10 CDs and knowing every single like thing about it but now <laughs> Oh, absolutely, man. Totally. Uh man. So, uh my last question for you, man, is uh if you could pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you, how you got that scar. All right, I got a scar on my thumb mm-hmm. that That's a good question actually. Thank I you. got a scar on my thumb when I was like 14, I was working at this deli. Okay. It was, it was like my first job yeah. after, after like delivering newspapers, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I was slicing a bagel for a customer with one of those really long serrated bread knives. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. right? And I sliced into the flesh of my thumb all the way down to the oh. bone. I actually, I actually felt the the, the the, the, you know, the teeth of the serrated knife zip the bone. Oh my God. Jeez. And yeah. And then the next thing I knew there was just blood all over the place. And I think I ran to like a CVS. I, I never got stitches or anything. So the scars kind of, it's kind of beefy, but <laughs> brutal. I'm glad it didn't affect like you're um, playing an instrument. But yeah, seriously, man. It's like, you know, lucky. <laughs> That's crazy. Did you finish your shift or did you just go home? after you know i can't even remember man but <laughs> shock I, you went into shock I, I feel like i i probably went home but who the hell knows man back then man you know <laughs> and the person's like yo i still want my bagel what the hell i remember there, i remember <laughs> looking at the blood on the customer's bagel i was just like there's blood on the bagel right that's f-ed. yeah <laughs> damn <laughs> All right, man. Well, this is Steve Blanco uh, from the band Imperial Triumphant. The new album Alphaville is available now. You can pick it up Century Media, uh, whether you stream it or you or you purchase it, a physical copy. Just just check out the record, man. I I, I think you'll dig it. Um, getting a lot of great reviews. So you know, next time when shows open up and we can we can see you guys, I'm sure you guys would come to the Northwest. Uh, do you guys have any Do you have any final words for for us here in Seattle in the Northwest? Well, all I can say is I hope you all are hanging tight up there. I love the Northwest, yeah. and we can't we we can't definitely can't wait to get back to Seattle. We, we've had uh, we had a really nice show there last time, and I played some other shows there. And nice. Seattle's a great city to play music in. This has been Metal Shop's backstage pass. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.